0: Here we are. Real talk with Chuck and Pam. Hey! We, <laughs> now that is about as artificial of a hay as I've ever heard from no, you. No, I could do worse. Yeah, could better, you do or however, however. Say
1: it. <laughs> Whatever you want. However. want to put it. What happened
0: more. to your Starbucks? What happened, Chuck?
1: Don't get me started. Go
0: ahead. Just go, ahead. No, no. go for it. I'm going to take a bite no. of cake while you while you rant. Go ahead.
1: Apparently, it is akin to splitting the fucking atom. Okay. Making a cup of iced tea and getting a cup of coffee. Really? It is apparently an incredibly difficult thing to do that takes about 10 to 12 minutes. Even when there's no one in front of you, somehow or another, getting a large iced tea and a simple medium roast cup of coffee, about 12 minutes. And then the kicker is, they fucked it up.
0: Aw, how'd they fuck it up?
1: They're sweetener in my iced tea. No. I get iced tea because it has no sugar in it. But there it is. Thank you, Millennials, at the Barnes & Noble Champagne. So much.
0: Thank you. Well, my coffee smells great. Thank you for thinking of me. I'm glad <laughs>
1: that it's wonderful.
0: I appreciate it. <laughs> and I'm going to drink mine out of my new Real Talk with Chuck and Pam cup. Where did you get those? Wow. Special, special secret here. Mm -hmm. so we're going to have some available for people to not purchase we are not selling these we are not looking to make money off of this we want to give it to you for listening to our podcast Mm -hmm. so we'll let you know at the end of the podcast how to do that in the meantime we are also oh my gosh we have so many giveaways crazy we've got a bakedivity bagel baking kit to Mm -hmm. give away Mm -hmm. and we've got 25 winners for seeing what is the movie chuck
1: dc's uh super pets
0: super pets mm-hmm. which is cool i know it has the rock my my future ex-husband mm-hmm. in and this is well so
1: mm-hmm.
0: i'm kind of looking forward to it i've heard nothing but good things about it neither you nor i have seen it
1: it looks like fun it,
0: it sounds like, fun. like it is mm-hmm. it is my my friend jerry nunn saw it and said it was out loud funny
1: good to know so,
0: we will see it. So, we'll give you the winners of all of that toward the end of the podcast. We want to keep you here for a little while. Of course, there always is that fast forward button that you can hit. But no don't one do hits that. the don't fast forward button.
1: No. They want to hear what I have to say. No one hits the fast forward
0: button. That's right. What do you have to say today, Chuck?
1: Not much.
0: Not much. <laughs> We've got two movies that we're going to be discussing on CI Living's uh, show today, Mm -hmm. and the first one is Vengeance, and the second one is Not Okay. Do we want to talk about any of the other movies that are coming out?
1: Um, You know, um, I think you and I were kind of in the doldrums here, Uh, as far as movies go. I know I was. And then, over the weekend, I saw three movies that got me excited again. That was like, oh... Someone's taking some chances here. Someone knows what they're doing. Someone's doing some intelligent stuff. And it reminded me of why we do this. And, of course, yeah, we're not digging ditches. This is not hard work. But after you sit through one lackluster movie, after another, after a while, it gets a little wearing. So it was great to see what I thought were three really good movies over the weekend. We're going to talk about two of them today and then one next week. Okay. Okay.
0: Very good. Um, I actually am rather surprised at the caliber of movies that are coming out this summer. I don't expect, I, I expect craft during the summertime. I, I really mm-hmm. do. I, I've yeah. come to learn that over the past, I don't know, 12, 15 years. Um, but man, we got we got two winners on our hands. Tell me about the three that you saw this weekend.
1: Um, well, the one from next week is Resurrection, a horror film that I know you've seen. You didn't like it. You said you might give it another try. I am going
0: to give it another uh, try.
1: With Rebecca Hall. Because I really like her. Tim Roth. And like I say, we'll talk more about that one next week. But very smart, I thought. Very disturbing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then uh, Not Okay and uh, Vengeance, we will talk about this week. Vengeance in theaters, Not Okay on Hulu. And both very much worth seeing.
0: Let's Let's start with Vengeance. Okay. Because that one, to me... Is in theaters. It's an indie film.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I did not expect this to be in theaters, but man, they're pushing it hard. But there's a good reason they're pushing it hard. Well, it's it,
1: good. And you know, you were talking about good movies coming out in the summer. I think that the studios and the streamers, I think they're still trying to get their feet under them from the whole COVID thing last year. They still I think the releasing is still a little off. I mean, we've talked about weekends here in the summer where there's nothing. Right. And that never was the case. I mean, it was every weekend was precious for these big blockbusters. So I think that you have some things sneaking in that we wouldn't normally see during the summer, and that's good.
0: Right, right, definitely. Um, vengeance, and you're you're an office, the Office fan. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm. I'm not as big of a fan. I never just, I never got hooked on it. I watched it because my daughter loved watching it, and she got me interested. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not to say that I don't appreciate everything about the Office and the characters. I find it funny. I just was never hooked. However, somebody that did hook me was B.J. Novak. Mm -hmm. For lots of different reasons. And man, is he one talented, smart writer. He writes and directs this film as well as starring in it. Mm -hmm. And I gotta say, to wear all three hats generally says failure. Like disaster ahead.
1: Usually the first time out. Yeah. I I find that first time filmmakers, they get so in love. Their films tend to be too long. Right. They're so in love with that very shot, they don't want to cut anything. That I didn't think was the case here.
0: So tell tell us about...
1: Vengeance. Uh, Novak plays a guy named Ben, and um, he's a writer and podcaster. I I guess that's a thing. It it is? Is that
0: okay? In
1: in New York. (laughs) The film starts with an absolutely hilarious conversation between him and a buddy of his. Both these guys are so damn vacuous. (laughs) And they hang out with each other, I think, to bolster each other up, because they know they're both full of shit. But it's good to have a do yes man. I think, do they they do. I think they do. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think hundred percent,
1: a hundred percent. I think they know it when they're not drunk. Okay. And they're they're a little wasted here in this first scene. Okay. But they're talking about you know their policy on dating, and intimacy,
0: and potential, and potential,
1: and <laughs> life. And it's just such a circuitous, nonsensical at times, contradictory. I guess is the word I'm looking for. Conversation. And right off the bat, I said, okay, if he can keep this up, this level of not just humor, but intelligence, we're into something.
0: And acknowledgement of where we are as a society and the people within it.
1: Which is what these two films have in common. And yeah, he's very much a a product of the 21st century. No emotional commitments. Uh, He'll hook up with girls. Women uh, won't even know their last name, maybe sometime not their first name. Right. They'll put codes in after the names of the phone about things that they like or don't like as to whether they should hook up with them
0: again. Disgusting. It's
1: disgusting. It's and this male comes,
0: behavior. Yes.
1: And this comes back to haunt Ben. One night, he gets a phone call from Ty. <laughs> Ty. Boyd Hallbrook is this guy's <laughs> name, the, the actor. And uh, Ty calls, says, this is going to be the worst phone call you ever got in your life. Your girlfriend is dead. (laughs) And he's got to figure out who he's talking about because he doesn't have a girlfriend.
0: Well, he's thinking wrong number, dude. Yeah,
1: what's going on? But he comes to figure out that this is a woman by the name of Abilene, who he hooked up with a couple of times. Not a girlfriend by any sort, but she's dead. She's gone back home to Texas. She's dead. And somehow or another, the boy, the brother, talks him into coming down for the funeral. That was the only weak part in the script, by the way. I didn't buy that at all. Okay. He he he, he doesn't have enough of a conscience to be guilted into going. Okay. That That's the only weak part in the script. But I'll give think, it... They
0: call him out on it, though, later on in the script. Right, but I still, think, he I shouldn't... I think they acknowledge but that. But he
1: shouldn't be there yeah. in the first place. Yeah. But I'll give it a pass, because it just opens up this whole can of worms, the whole fish-out-of-water thing, because he goes down there, and he is just adrift in all of this... Texan ultra conservatism, and he he doesn't know what to make of this. I mean, Granny's whole dissertation on the Alamo and what a tragedy it was, and so many people died, and um, and and burger. and you know how Waterburger is great because it's just right there, and, and it's always it's always there. But he gets now, he says, you know, I, I I could do a podcast on this. He he says that maybe he can figure out. What the divide is. How we've become separate, separated as a country with our differing uh, perspectives of what's going on. And, and, and then, conspiracy theories. And conspiracy theories. And then also in the process, the brother convinces him that Abilene just didn't die of an overdose. She was murdered. And he doesn't believe it at first. But we start asking questions and we start digging around and... There might be something to that, and I think that's all I want to say at this point.
0: Okay. Um, let's let's talk about the characters that he encounters, though, because right, they are you know, definitely worth mentioning. And
1: and you know what, this is problematic, I think, a little bit at times because at the beginning he doesn't respect these people at all. Right. And I'm not talking the character; I'm talking Novak. I mean, I, you when when you are parroting people, you you're walking a very thin line. You, you can express complete disdain for them and make fun of them to the point to where it's obvious I hate you and I don't respect you. Right. And I think he crosses that line in the beginning. By the end of the film, though, the character does turn around a little bit and understand some commonalities between them. But I think initially it's a little too vicious. Now, I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. I thought it was spot on. It was freaking hilarious. Yeah. But I think people are going to nail him on that.
0: I, I disagree with you on that because I think he's showing us you can't judge a book by its cover. And yes, while people do fit into stereotypes, and there are generalizations and, and there's stereotypes There's a reason for, for reason, stereotypes, yes. There, there is. Like, okay, let's look at the girl that plays Paris. Um, who talks with um, Ben B.J. Novak's character. That's not going to make any noise on the podcast whatsoever. Again, this whatsoever. is similitude. Oh, God, okay. And a- now we're pouring ice. There's
1: some realism here at this thing. We're not in some sterile, esoteric uh, studio. It's just two people talking. Go ahead. Oh what God. were you saying?
0: Oh, I don't even know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, Paris. Okay, so he's having a conversation with Paris. Hey, who's who, Paris? Paris is the the sister of the Abilene, sister, right. one of one of the three siblings that, that is mm-hmm. in this movie. And she BJ's talking down to her. Ben is talking yes. down to her and saying, Oh, well, you know, chekovs, um, whatever, right. you know, trying to do this highfalutin kind right. of Completely. condescension. And Paris says, well, I like to, to make parallel lines with the cherry orchard. I mean, she right she, she does not, Right, I agree. And so that was like a little one-two punch, like, don't you judge me you think I'm backwards. Time, but
1: that's the only time that happens.
0: With Paris, yes. I mean,
1: the brother is a complete fool, and we treat him as a fool throughout, although he has the best line in the film, uh, referring to <laughs> the Liam Neeson films that he likes and then Schindler's List. Again, it's like you're shooting fish in a barrel. I don't think it's very respectful, but it's, there's some truth to it, and it's funny as hell. Well,
0: I, and, okay, let's look at another scene that, that takes a look at that aspect. There, he's at a rodeo. <laughs> 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 and there, let's hear it for all those UT fans. And he stands up and starts cheering, and he is the only one that stands up and he starts cheering. He thinks everyone's going to stand right? up. And, I yeah. mean, wouldn't anybody? So now the entire town hates him because he's a UT fan, uh, and... Then they start to talk about, you know, the differences in being able to fit in and his preconceived notions and judgments backfire on him. They do. So they I, do. I, I disagree with you with BJ being disrespectful okay. in the writing. I think it all plays into all of us because let's face it. Think about people in Chicago and how they look at people down in farm country down here. Oh, completely. You know, completely. And while there are some stereotypes that fit, I think that we are judged differently because of our location. And I think completely. that happens no all doubt. the time. So I think that's what he's, he's striving toward is don't judge a book by its cover. Don't believe all your preconceived notions because if you dig a little deeper, there might be something else there. So
1: if that's the case, do all these people get a pass for their backwards thinking?
0: Crickets. I don't
1: know. See, I, and that, that's what I mean. That's that fine line you're yeah. walking. Because in reality, and I hate to say this, but yeah, I do have preconceptions. And it's going to take an awful lot for me to get around those. And maybe that's at the core of this film. But again, I, there are certain things, if people believe certain things, I want nothing to do with them. Okay. You okay. know, and I know I'm supposed to sit back and as this film is saying, sit back, look at their experiences, look what they've been through so that you can understand why they think the way they think. Even if I do that though, I'm not gonna necessarily want anything to do with them.
0: Interesting. I think I think your takeaway from it is much different than mine.
1: That's quite possible. It is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It really and, is. I, and I want to stress something <laughs> about this we're talking about some serious stuff here and the film deals with serious issues but I don't want you to get the impression that Vengeance is heavy lifting. It's fun. Oh, it's
0: super it, fun. It's incredibly... I laughed inter- my ass off. Oh yeah, it's the entire
1: incredibly film. entertaining and that's what you want. Bless you, her heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> uh, you want... Something that's entertaining and gripping while it attempts to grapple with these issues. And the mystery is quite good, too. It is.
0: We don't know what Uh, really happened to Abilene. Until the end. And (laughs) oh, my God.
1: Uh, I felt like I had
0: the rug ripped out from under my feet and I landed on my ass.
1: Yeah, because, yes, there is much more afoot than we are led to believe. And I loved the explanation as to why they thought he was the boyfriend. Yes. That made complete sense to me. Yeah. And that's the other thing I love. Oh, good mysteries don't take stuff out of left field all of a sudden to explain things. It's very logical once we get to the end and you look back and he's placed all those pieces right where they need to be. It's really smart.
0: It's super smart film. Make sure you see this. This is one that's actually worth going to the theater and I spending agree. 10, 15 bucks whatever it is to get into your local theater to see it.
1: And you know Pam and I are so busy all the time. We don't have time to watch movies twice. I will be watching this then.
0: I definitely want to. Watch, I'll watch I want to, want to again. sit down and watch this with you maybe when we get a screener toward the yeah, end of the fun. year. Yeah, it be fun. And there are so many one-liners and so many (laughs) references that I know I probably missed because there were so many that I caught. Fast and furious. Yeah, yeah. Very smart film. Well done, B.J. Novak. Um, The other film that's coming out, and we talked about the similarities in our our lead characters. Mm -hmm. Um, This one is called Not Okay, and it's streaming on Hulu starting on Friday. It stars Zoe Deutsch. Is that how you say her Mm -hmm. last name? Um, Leah
1: Thompson's daughter.
0: Oh, I did not know that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yeah, okay.
1: when you look at her again, look at her.
0: Huh, okay. You'll see it. Um, she stars as Danny Sanders, and this film starts almost at the end. And yes. we are introduced to this young girl who is hated vehemently over the internet. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone, I mean, death threats, nobody wants Worse to see than this Worse than one. Hitler! Oh. <laughs> and i heard that on the radio coming down here today how do people use that reference i don't understand it anyway um, and uh, then we we back up a little bit to see how did dear danny get herself into this this horrible place and turns out that danny is vacuous as you described she, oh, there's our main nothing there <laughs> she no there isn't anything there she just wants to be more than she is she wants to be the center of attention and she works at this place that I'm not quite sure what they do, to be honest. It's a magazine. It's an
1: online magazine. And did you catch the name of the magazine? I did not. Uh, uh, It's like, it's it's something, I I need to stop and think. I'll keep going. But it's something horrible.
0: Okay, yeah, it, yes. when you say it, it'll, it'll probably yeah. click with me as well. <laughs> my um, notes. And there's a, a, a love interest of hers played by Dylan O'Brien. Wonderfully, he was unrecognizable. He a good actor. He is good, isn't he? He's really Met good. Met him a long time ago at Sundance for a movie called First Time. Mm-hmm. Wonderful boy, so yeah. respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, his his uh, online screen name is Weed Boy Icon. <laughs> Did you catch that? Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so so Danny Danny decides that you know she really wants to be a journalist but she's a photo editor which definitely comes into play because um she says to everyone around her that she's going to france to this writer's retreat and so she's not. And then she has to fake the whole thing. So she stays home from work and she sets up these elaborate sets so that she can look like she's at... Um, the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're, you're Mr. French. Arc de Triomphe. And uh, all of a sudden she wakes up one morning, turns her, her dead phone on, and realizes that there has been a bombing in Paris.
1: The name of the magazine is Depravity. Depravity. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, And now (laughs) now she's so far into this lie that she finds no way out but to continue to lean into that lie. Mm -hmm. And people are finding her to be this kind of local hero that she has survived the bombing. And now she's become a celebrity and she's getting more and more likes and and thumbs Mm -hmm. ups and everything else that you get on all these social media platforms. And then she befriends this young girl named uh, uh, Mia Isaac, who I interviewed just recently for a film. She is something. She is incredible, isn't she? Yeah. Um, Yeah, the
1: name of her character is Rowan.
0: Rowan, who has survived a mass shooting where her sister has died at her school. Um, And the two of them become friends, but there's a little bit more to it because Rowan has experienced something, whereas Danny... Has not well. She's caught in her lie, and the shit just hits the fan. Um, this is this is quite the social statement about again about celebrity and we t- in, in with vengeance um, when Ben met the siblings of the deceased Abilene. What do you want to be? What do you want to do? Yeah. Yeah. I want to be a celebrity. celebrity. Yep. You know what kind? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Just famous. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, just everyone wants to be famous. Everybody wants to be an Instagram icon, and the price that you pay. For that fame, as Danny finds out, is irreparable. The price
1: you're willing to pay.
0: True. Or you don't even realize what it's going to cost you. You know? Um, this, this too, is a very smart film. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it delves into these, these topics of gun control, again, mm-hmm. and um, terrorist attacks, and how we are living in a, a different state of mind. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, where is our... Where are our values in life? It's
1: not ours. And I hate to say this because it's going to make us sound old. We but are. the millennials, the younger generation. Deutsch boy, she's got a high wire act to, 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 to walk here. Because this is a reprehensible character. Yes. But you don't... Uh, I don't want to say you don't hate... I don't hate her. No. And, and, and by the end, due to her performance, I almost have a little sympathy for her because she is the way she is because of the time and era in which she has been brought up. And bad parenting as well. I mean, (laughs) it it helped me understand a little bit younger people as far as, you know, and we've said this before, the whole social media and the phone thing is supposed to bring us together. It's fragmented us to the point to where so many of these kids feel invisible what do I do to get noticed? And that's all she wants. Well,
0: and that's true. And, the, and she does talk about that. She Nobody notices her. She, no. She, she blends into the background and about out of how her hard way. she tries. Yeah. 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 And, and I don't want to say all millennials are like that. because no, I, I, no. I like to think that, you know, there are a good, ma- not majority, but there are a good percentage. No my question. children being two of no them question. and my daughter-in-law.
1: But it must be the majority or a large number because this comes up again and again.
0: Absolutely. And, yeah. and I think our generation gets sucked into it, too.
1: You know? Yeah. Oh, completely. Well, you know, we have to. In I order mean, to
0: survive. I mean, look at what we do for a
1: living. Right. I you mean, know? You, you have to because that's the way the, the you know, everything, that's the tail that wags the dog at right. this point. Um, this is one of my favorite movies of the year. I, I like this one even more than Vengeance. I, I was, oh, did you really? I was stunned by this movie. And one of the things I liked about it is is that, The filmmaker, her name's Quinn Shepard. This is only her second film, writing, directing. She doesn't let anyone off the hook, okay? This does not end with, you know, a sliver of hope. This doesn't end with people, oh, it's all okay, everything's going to be fine.
0: It's not okay.
1: It's not. (laughs) And she lets us know that. And and how many times have you and I said, well, I can pretty well see nine times out of ten where the movie's going when we sit down. This one... No, no, and I thought it was incredibly brave for her to end the film the way she did. And I know people are going to be pissed off about.
0: It. <laughs> oh, I think it was deal with so. it. Yeah,
1: it was. It's exactly right. She doesn't. She's not throwing out. Oh well, this is how we solve this problem. She's with us. Yeah. How do you solve these problems? And only through discussing it, whether it be sitting down or watching a movie, and that. Only through discussing this are we going to solve these problems. And I think it's incredibly daring.
0: I, I would quite agree with you. And it is not a Hollywood ending. Kudos no. to you. And, and kudos to B.J. Novak, too, for yep. his non-Hollywood ending.
1: You know, and, and it's interesting, I, and I always scoff at this, <clears throat> but at the beginning of, of Not Okay, they have a disclaimer up about things that might trigger you. And one of the oh, disclaimers is uh, the lead character is horrible, is incredibly mean.
0: Okay. Go back and watch it I again. And there's I, a I disclaimer would like to watch there, and I
1: just kind of scoffed at that. And then as I was watching, like, okay, now I get it. Now I understand why that warning was there. Because also, I think not only is she mean, but people of a certain age, if they watch this open-mindedly, they may recognize her.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that might look in the cut <laughs> a little too close. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm anxious to see this again. It may make my 10 best list of the year. I was. Blown away by this movie.
0: Yeah, and um, I don't know if you had a chance to see Don't Make Me Go yet.
1: No, I have not. No, but okay, this, that, was, that after, was up there too. And then Actually, actual, after seeing this this young lady, I'm going to watch that. Okay, good. She was wonderful.
0: Good. Uh, you're, he's referring to Mia Isaacs, who mm-hmm. played Rowan. She's also in Don't Make Me Go, the lead role her in it. Her first
1: movie, and this <gasps> is her second movie.
0: Right, back uh, to unreal. back. Unreal. Right? Yeah. Um, and then the other movie that's coming out is um, A Love Song with Dale Dickey. Okay. and West Studi. Um, that was at the Sundance Film Festival. I had the opportunity to interview Dale Dickey and you can take a look at my interview on the Alliance for Women Film Journalists um, and that'll be posted soon. Um, it does open in theaters and it is a beautiful, beautiful movie about love at any age and how we navigate loss and grief. Set um, in the mountains near Telluride, Colorado. Um, it is a quiet film, but there's so much to be said. I loved this movie. This one will make my top ten list.
1: A good week. Great And week. next week, we've got an awful lot to talk about as well. As we said, Resurrection, uh, Bullet Train with uh, Brad Pitt, uh, Prey, the next feature in the Predator series. Uh, what else? Oh, Dark uh, um, I love my dad oh, yeah. with Patton Oswalt.
0: I'm looking forward to that.
1: Me too, me too. And there's one more, and why am I
0: forgetting it? I don't know. I don't know how there's you. There's just, just so anyway. many
1: things coming out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, next week we're going to have an awful lot to talk about. And uh, like I say, resurrection. I can't wait to get into uh, with you.
0: The winner of the bakedivity bagel baking kit is linda sutzer davis you will receive one Woohoo! thanks for entering we had so many wonderful entrants with posting your favorite desserts and chuck can you share three of the winners because we have 25 and he's shaking his head no don't have it in front of me (laughs) all right chuck since you don't have the list in front of you i happen to have it Here are just a few of the 25 winners that we have for this week's prize. Two tickets from Fandango to see DC League of Super Pets. We've got Gidget Evans, Tamina Evans, I don't think they're related, I don't know. Marla Mancha, Peter Lexton, Karen Myers, Rob Kaler, and Aaron Polk. For the full list of winners, go to our facebook page where you'll know whether or not you've won and you will receive an email with a code to get your tickets congrats to everybody and thank you to everyone who entered it's a lot of fun to have these giveaways thanks to allied media for making this possible along with fandango and dc league of super pets and to bakedivity for giving away a bagel making kit. You're gonna have a lot of fun. Thanks everybody.